From the tranquil streets of Sandy Bay, Tasmania to the beachside metropolis of Newcastle, New South Wales, then to the less than picturesque suburban back alleys of Penrith's Glenmore Park to Warragee and Bomaderry in the underarm of the Shoalhaven, all the way to the nation's capital and back to Newcastle comes me, an MK turned Sunday school guru that climbed the ranks of private schools to become the number one teacher-pleasing, pun-cracking, punk-singing, misfit-embracing, Pokemon-catching, forest-loving, slow-reading fast-talking, podcast-hosting, lightsaber-wielding YWAM the world has ever seen. Pastors kids since 04, middle kids since 03. My name is Ryan Luke, and this is Pastors Middle Kid. Welcome to Pastor's Middle Kid. This is me, Ryan Luke. How'd you like that intro? I thought I'd uh, whip that up in a couple of minutes. It took me a little bit longer than that to record it just because of the amount of background noise in Lewis House Hostel here in Mayfield, Newcastle. Uh, Plenty of people wandering the halls that have shown up in the last couple of weeks. New faces, new lovely personalities, new aspects of God's character that we get to find out in each other. Isn't that crazy? We're all made unique in God's image, so there's a unique part of God in every single one of us. That's awesome. I love having all these people around. There are about 72 in all, and I've already become quite good friends with a number of them, and I'm very much looking forward to getting to know the rest of them throughout the next 10 or so weeks that they will be here in Newcastle, Australia. My apologies for not putting out a podcast last week. Uh, We were actually at Base Retreat, which was a four-day camp that everybody at YWAM Newcastle attended. There were roughly 200 of us in all, and by camping, yes, I mean we were sleeping in tents. There were campfires every day, camp food. We all shared the workload in cleaning things up and preparing meals and whatnot. We also had daily meetings inside of the Big Top tent that was supplied by YWAM Brisbane, Love YWAM Brisbane, did my DTS, my Discipleship Training School in Brisbane. So I knew one of the guys that came down to set up the tent for us, as he always does. Good old Wayne Munson. Love you, mate. At these daily meetings, we would have some music where hopefully we'd get into an attitude of worship. We were also encouraged to read through and write in our personal reflection guides. These things were booklets of about 14 pages, and they had plenty of application questions where we could look at different people in the Bible and see how God changed their perspective because the theme of the entire camp was in fact perspective. Our center's director David Stevenson is a Kiwi and he says perspective and it's pretty funny. I like to have a bit of a chuckle at that. This whole weekend was focused on getting God's perspective getting a different perspective to the one that we have been living with. That usually looks different for different people because everyone has a different perspective. As the theme song of Arthur says, every day when I'm walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. 
To that I say, hey, an area that God actually challenged my perspective in was money and how I could raise money to continue to do missions here in Mayfield, Newcastle, New South Wales. He gave me an idea through which I might be able to raise a bit of money. Now it involves me, this microphone, and the Chronicles of Narnia. Like what you're hearing? As you may remember me sharing on a podcast before, I was reading through the Chronicles of Narnia with some friends, and by that I mean I was reading out loud, and often we were in a darkened room with a bedside lamp shining on the book only. People would close their eyes and imagine the story as it was being read. I really enjoy reading books out loud, and God gave me the idea to use that as a means of fundraising. How? Well, let me tell you. In almost a radio play style format, I'm going to create an audio book of the Chronicles of Narnia, starting with the magician's nephew and going through in chronological order to the last battle. At the end of every chapter, I will have a reflection on either a quote, theme, or instance within the chapter that I will leave the listener with to think about. I personally think the idea sounds pretty great. I'm going to get my friend who is English and a girl to read out the female parts so that I don't have to put on ridiculous voices, even though I will just not uh, pretend female voices because that's never something that anybody wants to hear. It will be like an audiobook with a reflection at the end. The reflection will never be that long. But I figured this might be something that you might want to hear. Maybe listen to a chapter before you go to bed at night. Or listen to a chapter first thing in the morning with a reflection that you can ponder throughout the day. If this is something that interests you, then please let me know. It would be great to have your support from day one. Well, this is something I'm going to be putting a lot of effort into, and I've even composed a, uh, a little theme song to put at the beginning and end of each of these chapters. We will have created a cover photo or artwork for the project, which is in fact going to be called the Pevensey Project, <laughs> in reference to Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy, whose surname is Pevensey. And when an entire book is done, say The Magician's Nephew, which has 15 chapters, when all 15 of those tracks are complete and nicely bundled into a package, we will present it over social media and otherwise, and uh, you will be able to purchase it from us. And that money will go directly into helping us pay our staff fees and keeping us around in Newcastle to continue our work with YWAM. So that's a little something I'll be getting my hands dirty with over the next little bit. And it might actually be a big bit uh, because there are in fact seven books and the average number of chapters for each are 16. <laughs> so this could take a long time. We'll see what happens. Hopefully I'll be able to get the magician's nephew out before Christmas. It could make a good Christmas present, this audiobook with a series of reflections from R.L. Winslade himself, as well as my English friend Lorna. At our weekly staff meeting this week, we were put forth a challenge by our centre's director to engage more in the local community. Here in Mayfield, we are surrounded by about three different nursing homes, and that means a lot of elderly folk are our neighbours. As a means of trying to bridge this relationship 
between next door neighbors and us who are a bunch of rowdy American teenagers according to everybody in the neighborhood we have created a couple of new community connect teams that go out during youth street hours and build relationships with local people in the community the idea is to eventually be able to build a relationship with some of these local nursing homes to the point where we will be able to help out some of these elderly folk with uh, different things like gardening and screwing in light bulbs and other things like that as well as just becoming friends with them because that's really what it's all about loving your neighbor as you love yourself so that was the challenge and these new community connect teams needed leaders now like i said there were two of them and i was approached to become the leader of one of these community connect teams and it's an incredible privilege but as you may expect, being able to go into nursing homes is something to work at because they don't want a lot of young people going in there without really knowing what we're gonna do. So that's something that we will be looking into and working at and hopefully when December comes around, we'll be able to hold a Christmas concert in each of these nursing homes. I think that would be really special. So this week, God has been giving me more of a heart for the local community and for the people that we see walking down the street every single day going to the office, as well as when we go to Woolworths for our shopping, and even just out onto the front veranda on a nice sunny day. My team has eight girls in it and I am the only boy. So there's nine of us and uh, on Saturday this week, we broke up into groups of three and we went out into the local community and followed God's direction and where to go and struck up some conversations with some strangers and they became friends. In my group, we ended up going to the antique shop, and besides being completely ridiculously overpriced, the antique shop was really cool. We even got talking to a lovely lady from the local community who had lived in Mayfield her entire life, and she looked to be in her early 70s. That just boggles my mind because I've lived in a number of different places already, and I know I'm gonna live in a lot more. I don't know how that feels to grow up in the one house. I don't know how it feels to grow up in the one city. I haven't lived in a city longer than six years at a time. So hearing that she had lived in Mayfield and Newcastle for 70 years blew me away. Now that's just one person that we connected with on the weekend and there were others that the other groups connected with as well. So that is our goal to connect with the community. We are the Community Connect Team. We abbreviate that to ComCon. That's com with two M's and con with two N's. ComCon, not to be confused with Comic-Con. That's an exciting development that's happened in my life. In this last week, I've become a leader of ComCon. Yeah. Now along those same lines, something that I'm really passionate about is connecting with local churches. Here in Mayfield, New South Wales, we are surrounded by local churches. In fact, the very hostel that we are housed out of is owned by the Baptist Church, which is right next door. From what I understand, there are a number of different YWAMers that go there, including one of our long-term YWAM families, the F. Petersons. Love those guys. They've been invested in this church for years. And every now and then, some students will go along to the church services, and we have a couple of staff members that do too. There are several more quote-unquote Pentecostal churches that a number of our 
students and staff go to. We have churches like the Granary, Hunter Christian, Hillsong, Newcastle, New Life. All these churches are really good. Now, I'm not opposed to that, and I want to make that very clear right now before I begin saying what I'm about to say. I love Pentecostal churches. And I love the ones that are playing the modern songs and have flashy lights and all that type of stuff. I just pray that their heart is in the right place. And they're not doing it to attract people, but they are doing it to glorify God. Fully aware that our love for one another is how people know that we are Jesus' disciples. And that love will draw people in, regardless of what our sound system is like. Something that irritates me just slightly is that one street over, there is an Anglican church and a Catholic church. And 40 meters from our warehouse facility, there is a Presbyterian church that we walk past every single day. To my knowledge, there aren't any people from the YWAM community that attend these churches regularly. It just grates me, you know? I go to the Uniting Church, which is about 200 meters up the road, so just one street over in the other direction, and it has a church bell that rings twice every Sunday morning. There is a congregation of about 35 people or so. The majority of them are over 60, and of that majority, there's probably 60% that are over 80. There are three of us that are under the age of 40. <laughs> it's a little different from my everyday life. It's even different from growing up in the Uniting Church. There's always been older people in the Uniting Church, and that's simply because it's an aging denomination. But this church in particular is very traditional. We have a pipe organ, we have pews, we sing hymns, we all say the Lord's Prayer together. We do a lot of things that are quite traditional and rather old-fashioned. But nonetheless, we have the stock standard glorious Uniting Church morning tea after every service, which includes Arnott's Assorted Biscuits. Arnott was actually a local to Mayfield, believe it or not. And tea and coffee. Grew up on that stuff. Absolutely love it. The only thing that's missing is the yellow cordial. When I first arrived at YWM Newcastle, I got talking to a local gentleman about where he goes to church. He said that he often attends a Bible study run by the Salvation Army, and he attends this church and this church and this church. And he said, the Uniting Church has a free meal every Sunday. I'm actually thinking of going to the Uniting Church this Sunday. You should come too. Now, me, like I said, growing up in the Uniting Church, my father being the Uniting Church minister, straight away felt a little bit against the idea of going to a Uniting Church willingly. Now, my whole life being a pastor's kid, like I said, since 2004, I had to attend church, or at least my parents strongly encouraged it, and most weeks I complied. However, coming to YWAM, being independent from my family, and in a different community of people, most of which attend local, more Pentecostal, charismatic churches, I had the opportunity to do so as well. And again, to reiterate, I am a big fan of those types of churches. They are great. And I was looking forward to setting down my roots somewhere of my choosing. And you know what God said? Ryan, go to the Uniting Church. So as I was sitting in this service, the supply minister at the time was giving a sermon and during his sermon, God spoke to me and said, this is your church. You need to attend this congregation. 
I probably put my head in my hands pretending to be praying or reflecting or something, but really I was going, oh man, are you serious? I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to go to this denomination for the rest of my life. Please God, get me out of it. The relationships that I have with the people at the Uniting Church in Mayfield are absolutely wonderful. These people are beautiful. While they may be a little more traditional than what I grew up in or what I would like, God said, go to the Uniting Church because you get enough of a Pentecostal experience every day of the week at YWAM and I want you to go somewhere different. In fact, as you may recall, one of the main things I was looking forward to in arriving back home safe and sound in Mayfield, New South Wales was attending the Uniting Church once more. That would not be so if I did not enjoy it. I love the people there and I've even come to love their traditions. I really, really enjoy hymns. I was recently lent a hymn book, which I've been singing hymns out of in my own free time. And even just the little quirks of my congregation and the quirky characters, we have some amazing people. My first Sunday there, I even had somebody ask me where I was from. I said YWAM. They said, oh, we had a, a YWAMer named Danny, I think. Uh, come to the church a little bit ago. He used to give us regular updates on what YWAM was doing. Danny was actually my roommate at the time. I asked him about this. Danny said he hadn't attended the church in two years. And he was their last connection with YWAM. The last time he'd attended the church was in 2012. That got me wondering why so many people want to go to four or five different churches when there were four or five local churches that nobody went to. I just, I didn't get it. And I believe very strongly that these different denominations, even though they may have split, they may have separated because of silly little differences or differences in understanding of scriptures or whatever it is, we are all members of the body of Christ. Does not the Apostle Paul say multiple times in multiple letters that we are all members of one body? And one member of the body is not any more important than another. As I've already shared in this podcast so far, God has been giving me a heart for the local community. If there are churches around that don't, first of all, know what YWAM is, second of all, have any connection with YWAM, what are we doing? If as an organization we are interdenominational and we're staying in these four or five different churches, then we are missing out on so much beauty. Imagine what could happen if every Christian in the community worked together. We can have these fledgling movements in a community that can bring about change. But if we all work together, now that's a thought. What I'm trying to do with these new students that have arrived for the discipleship training school here at YWAM Newcastle is I am encouraging them to listen to God about where to go to church. Not to simply go to Hillsong because we're in Australia and Hillsong started in Australia. Not simply to go to this church because you can catch one of the base buses there. Not simply to go somewhere because other people are going there. The reason we go is because God says go. Maybe it's like somebody playing a particular sport their whole life and being pretty good at it. But then one day they try out a different sport they've never played before and they find their fit. They are in their element. Imagine what potential could have been reached 
if they had been playing that sport the entire time. But we can make a change now. We can listen to God now. And if God says start going to that Anglican church down the road, or if God says start going to the Presbyterian church that you walk past every day, what if we listened? Come on, Christians, church, do what we were meant to do. Work together. You are not independent. You are interdependent. If you're relying on Jesus and they're relying on Jesus, then in a way you're relying on each other. You are brothers and you are sisters. If you try and do things apart from each other, you won't get nearly as far as you would together. So that's my challenge to you as I'm stepping into more of a community-minded role as a leader for a community connect team, as well as being a member of the Uniting Church in Mayfield, part of the body of Christ that is overlooked because of tradition and and disregarded by the younger generations as old-fashioned or no longer in style, I am part of that. What if the generations work together? What if we actually cared for them? They want to care for us. Sometimes the greatest gift that we can give older folk is just listening. They have so much experience, so much insight, wisdom. Wisdom doesn't only come with age, but it certainly helps. Young people, open your ears, listen. Open your hearts, let yourselves become friends with the older generations. This is what world transformation is about. The Jewish man in the story of the Good Samaritan that got robbed and left to die on the side of the road was passed over by more than one person that claimed to be a Jew. But then this Samaritan, this person that the Jewish people had nothing to do with, and they would usually walk on the opposite side of the road so they didn't have to pass by a Samaritan. What did he do? He crossed over from the other side of the road to this bleeding man, put him on his donkey, took him to the inn, and paid for his care. Who was the neighbor? The Samaritan. But what if the first guys, what if they actually cared? Shouldn't they have? So that's my challenge to you. Be a neighbor the way that we were meant to be. Mix intergenerationally. There is so much beauty in that. There is so much to be learned from the older generations, from our parents and grandparents, and even from the younger ones. This is how the world changes. And you can be part of it. It's your choice. I also put up a blog post in this last week on my Novocastrian Heart blog. The blog post was entitled, I don't want your money, I want your support. And that was putting into words the perspective change that God gave me while I was at base retreat this year. In that, I essentially said, while money is helpful, I would want more than anything for you to actually support me through your thoughts and prayers. And in response, I want to be able to pray for you as well. If in any way you support what I am doing, I want to support what you are doing. Even if you don't support what I am doing, I want to support what you are doing. And I don't often get any messages from these podcasts. If you actually listen, let me know. And I want to pray for you. So if there's anything that I can be praying for you in, please tell me. If not, I'm going to pray for you anyway. In fact, I'm going to start right now. Jesus, I pray for those that have listened to this podcast. Thank you that they are your sons and they are your daughters. Thank you that your love for them is infinite. 
God, we show them what it means to be a neighbor to everyone that is around them. Even what it means to be a neighbor within their own families. God bless them and show them more of who you are every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ryan Luke. This is Pastor's Middle Kid. Hopefully you'll tune in next time.